Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special Versus episode of I Want You to Watch This. The movies, Too Fast, Too Furious versus Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. The contenders are co-hosts, Dennis and Colin. I'm Craig, and I'll be your moderator for this episode. Two movies will enter the ring, and one will leave. Get ready, get set, for the movie battle of the ages. It's Race Wars. Starting today, we have our... Co-hosts, Dennis, who will you be vying for today? Tokyo Drift. There's got to be a better way to say Race Wars. <laughs> and Colin? Uh, Craig, today I'm going to prove that Too Fast, Too Furious is far superior to Tokyo Shit. Oh my god, you're so fucking wrong. <laughs> alright, alright, gentlemen, keep to your sides of the ring. Alright, we're gonna start this off with opening statements. Since Too Furious Too Since Too Fast, Too Furious came out first, Colin, you'll be starting. Um, before I get into my opening statement, I'd like to explain a little bit about um, what we're doing here and why uh, this is happening. Uh, Dennis and I agree about movies about 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. But this is a fight that you and I have been having for, I think, over a year now. Right, because for some reason, when it comes to Too Fast, Too Stupid and Tokyo Drift, your brain falls out of your butt. Okay, um, <laughs> um, we love a lot of movie podcasts like the canon. The canon does versus episodes, so we figured, you know, we'll do that as well. We'll pit, every once in a while, we'll decide to pit two movies against each other. Um, and now I'll begin to explain why Too Fast, Too Furious is clearly better. Um, the main thing is that Too Fast, Too Furious still has the family in it. It's about Paul Walker, and Paul Walker is still charming, Paul Walker is charismatic, whereas the guy, um, Lucas Black, who plays Sean Boswell, the character with the most punchable face of any movie ever, I <laughs> hate this character in my bones. <laughs> I hate Sean Boswell. He makes me hate the whole movie because of it. Like, and it's infuriating because there's a better movie there. If Tokyo Drift was about Han, it would be a great movie. But it's not. It's about this stupid guy who I hate. All right. We will continue that on our main character segment. Okay. Dennis, um, can we get your opening statements on Tokyo Drift? Um, yeah, yeah. Um... On Tokyo Drift, uh, I, I'd say it is it is a far superior movie uh, than Too Fast, Too Stupid, um, uh, which you know stars a uh, golden retriever, also known as Paul Walker, uh, versus a charming golden retriever. <laughs> versus yes, Lucas Black is pretty bad in this movie, but he fills a nice void where it's a tourism piece, and you get to see. Tokyo, you, you get to see um, Fast and the Furious franchise on the global scale. And I think that's the really main point is that Tokyo Drift brings the franchise global and it is beautifully shot and it has an it has original story versus Too Fast, Too Furious, which is just a remake of the Fast and the Furious. I disagree. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it has a lot of really charming characters and it adds more to the series in the end and it also was made by justin lynn himself the original fast and the furious is a heist movie fast and furious 2 is strictly about street racing and about them like infiltrating this drug cartel too fast too furious yes it's about okay so fa the all fast right <laughs> so 
It seems like we're starting here with a lot of debate as to the main character. It seems like that seems that seems to be what made or broke the lo- the movie for okay, okay. at least one of you. So let's talk a little bit more about the main character, like some of your gripes, some of the analysis you have of that character, and why you think that character makes your movie a better movie. Colin. Okay, um, Paul Walker. Well, I totally agree. He's a golden retriever. <laughs> or, or was. Um, rest it in is, peace. Yeah, rest in peace. It was a terrible loss. Yes. Um, but Paul Walker is so charming, and he's so charismatic, and you care about him. And Paul Walker also brings in other things. We'll get to this in side characters in a minute. But Paul Walker, I'm on his side through the whole thing. I really like him, even though he's super bro Oh, he's so broy. They they um, say breast so they, many So times. I I actually made that a note. I just wrote down bruh. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down bruh. <laughs> um, whereas Sean Boswell is not likable. He has this terrible accent that comes and goes throughout the whole movie. And the stupidest thing is that he's a high school kid. He's supposed to be a high school kid. He is conservatively thirty five years old, <laughs> and. I just think setting the movie in high school is so stupid and, like, weighs down the movie. Dennis, would you like to defend your character? Oh, 100%. Um, I, I just, okay, so I agree with you. Uh, Sean Boswell is not a likable character. He doesn't do anything likable until, like, maybe the end of Tokyo Drift. But at least he's a character. At least he has a background. Paul Walker is just this guy. He's got this look on his face like, hey, I'm in a movie. Did you see that? I'm in a movie. Like, the entire movie. And and it just drives me insane because it pulls me out of it. It's just, he, he just is this, like, yeah, he's lovable, you know, but he, he doesn't really convey anything character. And and, and that goes throughout the series. Like, I, I've always felt that, that uh, Paul Walker was the weakest link in La Familia of the Fast and the Furious. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd say, you know, I agree with you, Sean Boswell is not likable versus Paul Walker, who is, but at least he's a character. I, I disagree with that statement. I think Paul Walker does have a character. He's kind of haunted by his past a bit of, like, letting, he's on the run like he's not a cop anymore. He's now on the other side of the law because he let Vin Diesel go in the first movie. I agree that he doesn't do a great job of portraying those things, but it's written there. I think he is a character with a backstory and and with traits to him that are like more. That, I don't know. That would work <clears throat> if like more of his like relationship from the first movie was in this, but there is no one except for just him, Paul Walker. And so, yeah, he has this background story of, like, well, there is going a... native and, you know, flipping from being undercover to being a fucking, you know, it's more of criminal. A, but the, the relationship in this movie isn't between him and, and a love interest. The relationship in this movie is between him and Tyrese. Right. Who is terrible. All right. Tyrese so we're, terrible. All right. We'll get into seconds <laughs> later on. All right. So as moderator, I'll also be playing a casual role as... 
not judge per se, but I'll be inputting my own. Uh, well, you suffered through both of these. Oh yeah, I'll be, well, I'll so. be, I'll be inputting <laughs> yeah. my own uh, analysis or opinion based on what you guys are telling yeah. me. And we made Craig watch both of these <laughs> dumb movies. <laughs> they're, they're dumb. It's not they're, like I like both, Tokyo. They're Drift. both pretty bad. I just think it's a less stinkier piece of shit than Too Fast, Too Furious. All right. So, so as far as the Paul Walker Lucas Black argument in this case, I. Overall, I think I have to give it to Lucas Black. Yes. And the oh, only reason oh, why is because while, yes, it is really idiotic that a 35-year-old man is playing a high school student, <laughs> and it's very while his accent is uh, not well-performed, <laughs> I do, uh, I actually enjoy, like, the, the fact that he is, like, this kind of, like, southern... Um, like, Juxtaposed in Japan. Yeah, like this kind of like, you know, this like despicable kind of, redneck who's yeah, yeah, redneck in a fish out of water. Uh, so I did enjoy that. And honestly, I would take him saying y'all any day over any single time. And he only says it twice in the movie. Paul Walker says, cuz, two times in the movie. <laughs> and it just turned my stomach. So as far as dialogue goes, that, those two lines more than anything tipped Paul Walker like over the edge of whenever Paul Walker says slang it's always out of place like it's like I've never said these words before yeah so so in that sense like while Lucas Black was overall a slightly well, bad well, well he's still insufferable he, he's there's more character there and it's a more interesting thing. yes and, and I, I do I enjoy can, that more I, so I can understand that I, I just I just hate him so much I understand. I, I do too. I really do. All right, so so main character for me as the moderator goes to Lucas Black. So now you brought up Tyrese. We're gonna bring up the Battle of the Sidekicks in here. So we've got Bow Wow on the Tokyo Drift side, and we've got Tyrese on the Too Fast Too Furious side. Tyrese is a slick talking, you know. Why don't you explain your character here, Paul? I, I would say Tyrese, um, this is our first appearance in the franchise of the character Roman Pierce. I will agree, in this movie, he's terrible. Yes, he is. Like, in this movie, he's he's not likable at all. He's like this. He's just awful. He's, he's um, not funny. He's a misogynist. I, I, wrote, he's, I wrote Tyrese isn't funny like four times. There's a lot of things where like he thinks he's funny. He's also like weirdly aggressive and... He's constantly eating, and there's all these weird things. But we have to acknowledge that Tyrese and the character of Roman becomes way better later in the franchise, and this is the movie that introduces him. Um, are we talking strictly about sidekicks or just uh, side characters overall? I, I, well, so I wanted to do this this way because Tyrese and Bow Wow are pretty much direct corollaries to each are. other in the movie. They are. Whereas, yeah. whereas oh, I disagree. Because Bow Wow isn't like, yeah, he's like his buddy, but he's not like with him all the time. No, like he's Hans. not. But I just mean in terms of like, this is a very superficial corollary. Okay, of okay. Like, all right. Essentially I'll... the black sidekick in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On those grounds, I will say, yes, Tyrese, uh, well, he, I'm going to make basically the same argument you made about um, Sean Boswell is that, yes, while he's awful in this, at least there's more to him. At least we get a lot more development. He's more of a character than Bow Wow. Bow Wow is, is just a prop, right? In yeah. Tokyo shit. He's, I, I, I'd agree with that. Like, <laughs> he's like constantly trying to sell crap, and like that's it. All right, so that's a pretty easy argument. Because... And, and there's also just the the scene 
which makes no sense and adds absolutely nothing where Bow Wow is like, oh, you're into cars? You want to see my car? And then they're like, shoot, all these really cool cars are coming up on this weird lift. Which I is called really, it the Cars Wheel. The, the really cool car Ferris wheel thing. It's a cool, like, this is Tokyo. You mean you the know, Cars Wheel? Yeah, thing. <laughs> but then the dumbest looking car ever right. comes up. It's like this weird, like, hatchback boxy thing with, like, the Hulk all over it. It's so it's stupid. It's very dumb. But, you know, he, he, it's not a racing car. He drives him to meet where all the racers are. That's yeah. what Bow Wow is. But it doesn't redeem he's, his character no, in any way. Or but, his lack of character. But he's, because he's, he's a very one of those guys of in all of those ridiculous scenes that are in every Fast and Furious movie where they go to, like, under a bridge street racing thing. Right. And there's just, like, the montage of all the cars. He's the guy who has the one where he's like, here's my cool car with the stereo system in it. The right. guy who, like, we just gloss over in a montage in all the other movies. Like, he's a character in this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> my favorite thing about Bow Wow, because I, I totally concede that... Yes, Tyrese is a better sidekick than Bow Wow because Bow Wow is not a character. But he does have a magical ability of popping up into secret nightclubs when he's convenient. Because, like, <laughs> and, like Han, and, and, and Bow Wow, who is, like, tiny. Right. He, he's so small, but he's just crushing it in all these nightclubs. There's, like, beautiful women are always, like, hanging around. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, we love you, Bow Wow. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> 16 in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which just makes it even funnier that he's juxtaposed with uh, Lucas Black, who is so old and right. they're supposed to be the same age. I know. Alright, so Tyrese takes sidekick. And uh, as a sub, we'll do, not necessarily, they don't really correlate with each other, but um, they both have kind of like a... Well, Han has more of a central role to the movie than Ludacris does in his movie. Mm -hmm. um, but they both kind of play third characters. Right, so, we okay. can, so we can talk about how uh, how they impact the movie as well as a, as a kind of secondary clause to right. the sidekick, um, if that's what you guys... Yeah, you guys... And, 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 you know, because like, these three characters, you know, then get, they tag along for the rest of the series, you know? Except for Lucas Black. No, 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 I'm talking Thank about Han... Uh, uh, Ludacris and Tyrese. Yeah. Is what yes. I'm talking about. As well as... Yeah, well, ludicrous, which you said, but that's another point for Too Fast, Too Furious, is that Too Fast, Too Furious not only gives us Roman, it also gives us Tej, it gives us um, Ludicrous. Right. So we get two of the supporting characters who are going to be throughout the rest of the franchise. Well, then, let me ask you this. Han, better than both Ludicrous and Tyrese? Yes and no. Han is arguably, like... Han is the best character in the family. Right. But we lose Han in six. Maybe. <laughs> Nobody dies in this series. <laughs> and then we still have the others for seven. I think they both get better throughout, but I will, I will say that Han is the best of the side characters, but and Han is the best thing in Tokyo Drift, but... Tokyo Drift is so bad in oh, general no. that, that Han is the only good thing in it. So, no, I disagree. Because Han opens up this whole world, and it's great, because it's this movie is shot by Justin Lin. Tokyo Drift is shot by Justin Lin, who then proceeds to do four, five, and six in the franchise. And those three movies are very good, especially five and six. <laughs> and it, it, he's like a gateway into this awesome like vision of Tokyo and Japan and there's not many you have to admit there are like 
slim to nil, if any, blockbusters of like movies like shot in Japan. And so, no, I can, I'll and, and they do a that. very good job of like uh, uh, between the soundtrack and like the you know all the montage shots of like the skyline and then like the school system and everything that they do a really good job of like, well as good as they can in this kind of genre of conveying this other culture and that and that uh, Lucas Black's character is this fish out of water with this shitty southern accent you know and he's in freaking Tokyo of all places. I, I will I'll agree with you that it, it, I like the. And Han provides all that. I like the globetrotting <laughs> element of it. I like that it's in Japan that we get like these, these culture things. I'll disagree with you that Justin Lin is as good with the action scenes in this one. I will agree that 5 is the best one. Like mm. Justin Lin is great in 4, 5, and 6. I don't like a lot of the action scenes in, in Tokyo Drift. Well, we will get to that. All right. For now, <clears throat> let's talk ladies. So we've got uh, Eva Mendez as uh, Agent Fuentes of Customs. Oh, God. And Natalie oh. Kelly as Nila. <laughs> They're both so bad. <laughs> They're both so bad. They're both and so I, bad. I, I'd actually, I'd like to make an, um, uh, an addendum to this, actually, because Eva Mendez isn't really a love interest for Paul Walker in, in Two Past Two Characters. She is, though, She's for no reason. Barely and for no reason. Eva Mendez is terrible in that movie. I think... The other girl is almost worse, but it's comparing two turds. Yeah, it's comparing it's... a rotten apple versus a rotten banana because they're like, oh god, what's her name? Kelly, Natalie Kelly, Natalie, Natalie Kelly, Kelly. Natalie. She, Natalie. Natalie. Her name is spelled Natalie, which right. I immediately right. She's Argentinian and she grew up in Sydney, and so she. I was surprised to find out that she's actually from Australia because her Australian accent comes and goes. Oh, in this her movie. accent is all. And over it's like, the place. Why are you talking and, like a strange weirdo? And that's why I think Ava Mendez, as bad as she is, kind of takes I it guess because so, the yeah. other girl, like, she's just terrible, and she's also pointless. She is just a prop again. She is like an object to be fought over. Right. Ava Mendez, at least, is a character. She's a DEA agent. She's on the inside. There's there's a lot more going on with Ava Mendez, whereas this other character is just a, like an object to be fought over. Right. Um, the one other thing I'm going to say, though, about um, female characters, or like, you know, is that Too Fast, Too Furious also has the character Suki, who I think is great. Suki, I, you know what? I actually have a And know. she is so beautiful, she's, too. She's like, very beautiful. Any, move, any scene that she's in is bumped up just by the fact that you get to look at her gorgeous face. <laughs> she's, she's very beautiful. And I, I, I have a note that I wish Suki was better because I wish there was more of her. Like, I wish oh, she... Oh, I 100% wish there was more of Suki. I wish she was throughout the series, but she's written pretty terribly in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, she is. And, uh, like, there's these little scenes where they it's they, they have her, they know she's really beautiful, and then it's like, hey, Suki, what are you doing? I'm driving a pretty car. It's just like this, like, <laughs> retarded friend that's hanging out with them. It's just like, well, she also ah, is a racer. She also, Right, like, she races. Yeah, she races She doesn't win that beginning car race, but she does shame the sexist Latino stereotype. Yeah. Who... She was really excited to get third place, though. Can we talk <laughs> about No, she, comes, she gets second place. Can we talk about Paul that? Paul Walker wins, but she comes in second. Right. The oh, Latino because... stereotype um, doesn't even finish and the black stereotype like doesn't finish either yeah he crashes, they, out they, he he crashes and then the other guy just quits right can we talk about that race for a second <laughs> because i just i just want to talk about how okay i gotta give this to you because it, uh two fast two furious opens up with a classic 
Fast and the Furious racing scene. It is a drag racing scene. It's pretty, you know, well, to a point. But it's it's direct out of the first movie. It's it, it reminds me so much of what the of the franchise is about, and so I, I think it has a, a very classic Fast and the Furious race scene. At the and end. it's full of just ridiculous stereotypes that are so much fun. It's got like the the cocky like black guy and like the sexist Latino guy and the token girl who's like I'm a girl but I'm also a badass and. Like it, it's really a fun scene. Um, I'm going to contrast that to the opening car chase in Tokyo Drift. Oh, that was fun though. That was like original. They were going through like of, a. They were going through. They're driving through like a development that's like hasn't been opened yet. But it's just Sean Boswell against Zachary Ty Bryan for some reason. Like Who was also kid, like had to be like 35 by the time yeah, this movie the, came yeah, out. Yeah, what the, the fuck is he doing playing a high schooler? <laughs> like he was a in high school. In 2006. Yeah, he was like a high schooler like in the middle of When I was in Home elementary school. Yeah, yeah. In and the it, middle of that show, he was a teenager. Right. And they brought him back as a high school student again in this movie like 15 years later. And again, it's, it's all about like a woman who is an object like Zachary Ty Bryan's girlfriend's like, I'm the prize. No, she, she, she literally, literally says, she, she literally, literally says, says, me. How about me? Winner gets me. Yeah, that moment I was just like, okay, I know none of these movies are passing the Bechdel like, test anytime all, all soon. Of these movies, <laughs> God damn. All, like, <laughs> all of these movies are pretty misogynistic, but in this one, women are literally objects. Yes. Oh, they're in, beautiful. Though. Throughout Tokyo Drift, women are literally just objects. They're, they're beautiful objects. There's a lot of beautiful. All right, so we're we're on since we're on the opening scenes and we're talking about driving. Let's go through with choreography. So let's talk about uh, some car chase scenes. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I have a strong argument that Tokyo Drift has the superior chase scene in in it, and that's the when they're in Han's garage and uh, DK like finds him out. And is like chasing them down, and they run away from Han's garage, and they're racing through the streets of Tokyo, and they're weaving in and out of traffic, and they're drifting through traffic, and and uh, Lucas Black's Lucas Black is in his own car, and Han's in his own car, and they're running away from DK and his henchmen, and it is awesome. They are weaving in and out of cars, they are drifting in and out of uh, of lanes of highway and traffic, and they even go through this giant intersection where he like drifts through like all of these people crossing this intersection. It is really cool. It's an awesome use of, of uh, CGI graphics, and I just thought it was so much fun. And then it ends with a very uh, emotional period where Han gets killed, and he's, you know, like I've said, he's my series favorite. So that right there is just better than anything that's in Tokyo Drift, which has a, you know, yeah, it has a classic anything opening race. And then too fast, too furious. Ah, goddammit! <laughs> I hate my own movie. Um, no, yeah, anything in too fast, too furious, which, you know, just has a classic opening race scene, which, yeah, I do, I do think is better than the one in Tokyo Drift. But then after that, it just falls flat on, on all of it. I mean, the I climax disagree. is, the climax is them jumping a car onto a boat, period. No, no, it's not. I fully disagree. Um, so I'm going to say I like parts of that car chase you're talking about i think it's really cool when they're drifting through traffic the cgi bothers me because that's a whole thing about the car chase the car scenes in tokyo drift is they rely entirely too much on cgi it's the most cgi movie in the franchise too fast too furious is still almost entirely practical effects it's practical car wrecks i mean there's a cool one in like that oh the 
second opening one where they're racing to get the cigar from the impound lot where a car is driving like underneath the tracks of a semi and gets run over right it's super cool and it's practically done and i don't yeah the end of the movie is them jumping the car onto the boat but that's before they have the whole car chase scene through all of miami they're being chased not by the cops and they have to throw the cops off their trail so they pull into that garage and then they flood the garage out with thousands like hundreds that of was, street that racing cool. scenes that, was cool. that then are throwing the cops off the trail and they have switched into the muscle cars that they won earlier in the movie i think the car scenes in too fast too furious are better throughout i think half of the car scenes in tokyo drift are claustrophobic because they're in parking garages we don't get to see much of anything that's going on apart from oh isn't it cool that they drift and once the novelty of that wears off it's only good again in that climactic scene where they're t going through the city and at the end when they're racing down the mountain I gotta say something. I gotta say something. All right, you got one more, one more, one more statement. It's in one the rebuttal. goddamn title of the goddamn movie. It's about drift racing. It is the story of an American muscle car driver becoming a rally racer. And that's what makes this movie unique and original compared to Too Fast, Too Stupid, which is just a direct remake of the first movie. It is a direct remake. But once right. the novelty of the drift wears off, then... It doesn't wear off. It's Honest, awesome. Okay, so... <laughs> Takes time to simmer, guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so once you get your hand off of Colin's neck, uh, I, will, I will give my verdict, I guess. Uh, so I would say that, yes, I agree that the climax of Tokyo Drift is probably better than almost any driving scene in Too Fast, Too Furious, other than maybe the opening scene. I was also jarred by the streak effect of the NOS. That was jarring for me to that, watch. Yeah, that's very annoying. Um, so I did, en I did enjoy the lack of that in Tokyo Drift. And while I see the claustrophobia uh, point that you make, I do also believe that what Dennis says goes into effect as far as the that is the point of the movie is not only is this like Japan where the entire like country and like the city is a very compact place which they bring in which they bring up in earlier when lucas black looks out of his window and there's literally an old japanese woman eating next like out of the window so i think that claustrophobia is actually an effect that they try to use intentionally to create the situations that they need to drift for right as they show like when they're winding up that twisty mountain right uh, so i honestly think that i like the drifting better than most of the driving in too fast too furious uh, it does get like some detraction for the CGI thing, but that whole oh yeah, that whole streaking thing, the whole uh, that streaking thing just was every time I saw it, it just it just looked worse and worse every drift, time I saw it. The drifting is cool, but it's undercut by the overuse of CGI. I would agree to. Uh, I'd say they both they both <laughs> they both were improved upon later in the series. Yes. this is still very this, rough. This is still the point in the Fast and the Furious franchise where they're all garbage right like, yeah it's not until five that they actually right get the, the, these are like still like made for coach bus tour movies <laughs> yeah. you know because uh, <laughs> they're fucking bad oh <laughs> uh, okay 
Uh, so, uh, we've got villains. Villains, all right. So let's talk about our villains. Okay, can, can I get into? I I think I have to get into why I think the uh, Too Fast Too Furious is just a remake of the Fast and the Furious off of this. All right, so we'll start since you've been starting before. We'll start with you in support of your villain before you detract from his villain. Okay, agreed. Um, all right, I got some points on that. I think the villain in Tokyo Drift is is uh, better because it's it's this guy who's in his what early 20s he's hanging out with like these high school kids and he's affiliated with he's things. a high school student no he's not because han not. says to him why are you dicking around with high school kids like you're better than that oh no oh, his his little henchman is a high school student right his little yes yeah, so his henchman does go to the same high school as uh, lucas black and and bow wow natalie kelly and bow wow um <laughs> God, what's so wow. stupid? <laughs> um, I had a really hard time arguing. Oh movies. crap! Oh crap! I forgot one point. One more point about Bow Wow, just because I could not. Okay, the moment okay. this happened, uh, I was like, "You cannot start as a side, like as a character in a movie with a joke about don't ask, don't tell, and then proceed to tell everyone that your name is Twinkie, and then have everyone call you Twink for the rest of the right. movie." <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. But anyway, Dennis, get back to telling us about uh, why you're wrong about the villain in Too Fast Furious. Yeah, so well, okay, so DK is the villain in Too Fast or in Tokyo Drift, and he his he's affiliated with the Yakuza because his mysterious uncle, who's played by Sonny Chiba, yes, which is awesome, which I will come to when I'm talking about this. Um, and and he's he's like a head of the the Yakuza, and he's this mysterious leader, and there's all of this really cool like there's this element of like the japanese honor culture in in tokyo drift and it's laden in the villain structure so like dk is trying to prove his worth to his uncle and do good by him and so he has this other motivation behind it uh that's that goes beyond just trying to you know piss off lucas black's character or get him kicked out of tokyo and so there's this depth you know it's a tied to this this uh this mysterious gangster element in his uncle and like the big old uh you know not fleshed out uh underground yakuza gangster element whereas versus the the uh villain in uh what's his name carter carter played by cole hauser in too fast too furious where he's just this like miami you know, gangster dude. He's a drug lord. Yeah, and like the whole movie is him just like trying to get all of this money from this trailer park and then splitting town with it. Um, and that's just so hollow to me because it's just everything is just out there. You know, you you just you see his you see his entire empire right there. You don't you know it doesn't dig any deeper as the movie progresses. Uh, it's just it's just on paper, and we've seen that villain so many times. I mean, God Christ. Uh, so in that, I just I just feel it's it's way better. Um, I I gotta say that now that that I, I have to say that Too Fast Too Furious, in my opinion, is a remake of the Fast and the Furious because it is just like the Fast and the Furious. It's about people working for the for the FBI or whatever police agencies going undercover to get into the the good graces of a gangster group 
you know, a, a mob group or whatever. And and they're and the reason is is that they're all really good racers, and that's the same reason that Paul Walker gets into the good graces of Vin Diesel and his like gangster group in the first movie is that he's a really good racer. So it's 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 directly the same story. Um, all right, well we're moving a little away from villains here. All right, so. sorry. Yeah. So <clears throat> yes. The villain in Too Fast, Too Furious is generic. He's basically the same thing as the other one. But Cole Hauser brings so much menace to this character. He's so, like, just stoic, and he's, like, mean and evil, and, like, he just goes through these things. Like, he tortures a cop in the movie. There's, like, he's so With much more... He's Yes, All that's right. a really disturbing scene. Mm. It's... Too Fast Too Furious did it before Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually a real medieval torture technique that they used to do. Mm. Um, but it's he's so much more menacing. He's so much more like of an actual threat than DK, who's just fucking around with high school kids. And our he our only glimpse into him is who should who the guy should actually be the villain of the movie. Who's JJ Sonny Chiba? He should be the villain of the movie because he's so much more intriguing. He's so much more threatening. He's an actual character, and this is my whole problem with the movie: is it instead of it being about Han versus JJ Sonny Chiba, it's about high school kid versus the just nephew of a guy who's in the Yakuza. <laughs> like he's so just toothless because he's not in the Yakuza. His uncle's in the Yakuza. Whereas Kohlhauser is super threatening and like super menacing and dark. Well, I think by I think by uh, by proxy he is in the Yakuza. Uh, especially after that moment when he actually talks with Sonny Chiba and it ends with him saying, I miss your father. Right. Um, and I feel like he's supposed to have taken his father's place and he's a huge disappointment to his uncle. Um, but as far as overall, I think that while um, you just said it, Carter does represent a greater threat overall, I feel like for the scaling of the movie, uh, DK is a, is still a very good villain for a racing movie. Right. Like it feels like it feels like this is the the competition is between who is the better racer, and therefore like this movie is very focused on that which. I feel it does very intentionally by having him be in high school, which is a ridiculous premise, but for the like the way the movie works, racing is his big thing. And the, so the, the the biggest threat to him is someone being a better racer. Right. And Whereas in Paul Walker's world where he's coming from being a, you know, a, an ex cop and he's dealing with these uh, now he's working with these the national FBI agencies. Yeah. This uh, this uh, this villain becomes uh, a much larger threat and has a much larger scope within the movie. Overall, I think I I liked Carter as a as a villain singularly better than I liked DK as a villain. Uh, I like the stakes that um, DK represents as a villain better in scale with the movie than I like what Carter represents. But I think that overall Carter's probably the best villain. Even if he is a little, he's actually very Bondy. He's a very much a Bond villain. Oh yeah, and that's what I like about him. It's like I think he would make a good Bond villain. He's he, he's that archetype. And yes, it's a, it's 
kind of stale because it's been around since the 60s but when it's done well it creates a good sense of medicine creates a good bad guy i I, i'd like to point out and not a slight on either of the movies i just like to say that um both villains are relative to the protagonist in the movie so dk is like a younger you know kid villain like not necessarily associated with the yakuza but it's relative to lucas black's character whereas you know carter is this drug kingpin you know which is relative to the character that paul walker's playing which is you know an under you know an ex-undercover cop who's now like a thief yeah driver dude so it it scales well it scales well all right let's talk about this will be a brief one just the police in each movie because i found there's <laughs> this some, will be brief yeah, I found, <laughs> yeah there is literally no police presence whatsoever there's, in tokyo there's well, one oh there is one and there's also the beginning of the movie he also oh right right yeah, 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 well. in the beginning. Yeah. yeah well the police were like that zachary type brian's parents are rich so they're connected they're connected like he's gonna get out of this with nothing not a slap on the wrist but you're gonna like uh, whatever generic stupid well I felt like I thought, yeah I'm well, really, gonna leave again well, to it was, city. I felt like it was like horrible <laughs> in Tokyo Drift like that cop the way he said that like my translation of that was I really love locking up poor kids from broken right, homes. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you exactly. know why I love kids like you? Because you're a guaranteed conviction. Right. Those other kids will get off even though they did a lot worse shit than you did. Right. But I really love poor kids from broken homes because yeah. we always get them. Like, <laughs> I'm corrupt. It's, it's part of the problem with Tokyo Drift. It's not just that Sean Boswell was dislikable. The movie is filled with dislikable characters except for Han and, and maybe Bow Wow. But... I don't know. I'd argue that look, Tyrese is a fairly unlikable character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Ludacris is not in it enough to be even having an opinion about it. Ludacris yeah. is pretty good in the little bits of it that he's he in. He is. I you big see fan why he's going to become, like, Tej, right. and Tej is going to be, like, a central part to the franchise. I mean, Tyrese is literally chewing the scenery. Like, when he's eating in every scene, he's, he's just like... Oh, like, God. And, like, the, the lines, like... His mouth opens, like, like a fucking python right. every and time like, he's biting. There's a scene where, like, it's, like, Paul Walker asks him, like, why are you hungry all the time? And he's, like, because I know what bad food is in prison. And, like, Paul Walker's, like, laughing to make it seem like he's, like, telling a joke. And it's just, like, it's just not funny. He's not funny at all. But, and, yeah. But there's, like, barely any police presence in Tokyo Drift. Um, there's, Which, like... Again, the, the, the stupid cop at the beginning, and there's the cops who don't chase Han later on because the cops can't catch up to them when they're going that fast. Right. Uh, but in Too Fast, Too Furious, the cops are actually kind of a central part in the movie. Like, there's one of the driving things throughout the movie is that the cops who are running the whole thing keep fucking it up for Paul Walker and Tyrese. Oh, they're coming in at the wrong idiots. place. They're, they're adding a lot of stuff to the movie. The cops are, like, actually a, a force in the movie. And the one of the best scenes in the movie is a thing where they're trying to elude the cops. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. So and- would either of you argue, um, I, I was thinking of this as far as, because there are, I feel like there are a lot more tangents happening in Too Fast, Too Furious because of the police involvement, because it's there's so heavy of police involvement where you know we're cutting a lot to what's going on at police headquarters or we're cutting to uh you know there's the one cop who's on uh who's secretly on their side right and then there's um 
you know, all these moments where it's like, oh, the customs agents are having this difficulty, so we need to look and see what's going on with them. Whereas I felt like Tokyo Drift was not only in like the racing scenes, but in the movie overall, created a more focused approach to what was happening in the movie by not having to deal with that. Where it was just like, right. these characters, it's all about Lucas Black, it's all about him racing, it's all about these cars driving down the street without any sort of impediment. Right, and it, and it goes into like, a, I mean, he's supposed to be in high school, he's supposed to be going to school every day, and like, there's a point where he's just building a car so he can gear for this race. And it's like, when the fuck are you going to school? And they just well, cut that out. That's thing that makes him insufferable as a character. It's like, oh, he has no interest in getting an education. He has no interest in bettering himself as a person. All he wants to do is race. Right. And it's stupid. But he is bettering himself as a person because he's fixing his mistakes instead of running away from them. Because he's growing up as a man, man. All right, well, let's, let's talk about... Uh, He's insufferable. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, impact on the franchise, and we can mash family values into that because that is a very large part of what makes up this series is this sense of creating your own family, of you know your friends being the family that you choose, and that bond being stronger than anything else. Very... Uh, I have to admit that it is very lacking in Tokyo Drift, that whole... I mean, except at the very end. Vin Diesel is in Tokyo Drift, goddammit. Um, Vin Diesel is in the the, the epilogue <laughs> of Tokyo Drift. Yeah, but at he's, least he's in it. And he's in it so that they can retcon the movie right, and actually make it have anything to do with the rest of the franchise. So, okay, so that's the that's the... La Familia element that I that's and that's the only La Familia element that I can bring besides from Tokyo Han, Drift, which is retcon. Right, but that's what makes the like Tokyo Drift as, as in large makes the series that much more interesting because of that. One through six are prequels to three. Yes, because they realized that the only good thing in this movie is Han. And Japan. we want to have Han in the rest of the franchise. Oh shit, we killed Han in that movie. <laughs> What do we do? Okay, well, let's just retcon it. Let's make all of these prequels to that one. Right. It's it's such a desperate thing that just proves that there is no connection to the the, the connection to the rest of the franchise is lacking. That the connection to the family is lacking because they went back to grab this one thing, and by doing that, they changed the entire timeline of the series. No, I, I think it, that's not the only thing that Tokyo Drifts brings to the franchise. It, it brings the series global by bringing it to another country and juxtaposing uh, Lucas Black into into Japan. I, I think they would have done that anyway in 4. Mm. And 5 and 6 and all the other ones that are globetrotting. It helps, though, because it, it brought in Han, you know, who's like this foreign element. And you knew him because you already saw 3 because it's better than 2. Do you know what else this movie... Tokyo Drift brought into the franchise as I was noticing as I watched the movies back to back um, I can I thank you for doing that that would be miserable <laughs> watching these two awful movies back to back I couldn't do it so Tokyo Drift brings in the uh, sweeping waist high ass shot oh yeah that's that Tokyo Drift can, that does not happen at all in Too Fast Too Furious all the shots are there are a lot of bikini clad women there's a lot there, of but all of the shots, shots are from, far above, out. from above with people just waving 
like raising oh, yeah. their arms yeah. up and down, <laughs> like racing off. Like so Tokyo Drift brings the sweeping waist high ass shot, and also uh, I is think is that this in is... the first one? I'd have to. Oh, I'd, I'd have, have to, to go rewatch, rewatch the first. No, one. I don't want to rewatch. <laughs> no, I don't want to rewatch the first. And one. Um, if I I haven't seen the first one in forever, but it also. I think this might be the dawn of the superheroes of Fast and Furious because in Too Fast, Too Furious, they get into, like, after they crash, uh, they, like, Tyrese breaks his arm right. and uh, Paul Walker has, like, a concussion or whatever. Yeah. But in uh, Tokyo Drift, L Lucas Black gets the shit beat out of him. By that night, his wounds are, like, half healed. Oh, yeah. And then by the time, like, that night when Neela breaks up with the boyfriend and goes to him at his garage, he is completely healed. So... <laughs> but there's also, like, in the opening race scene with the kid from Home Improvement, they, <laughs> like, they crash and, like, he's all fucked up and, like, they're in the hospital. And then there's the disgusting scene where he smiles at the object girl and his teeth are all bloody and, like, busted That's what makes up. him cool. And he winks at her. Yeah. Oh God. He must have a healing factor. I think. Oh, I think he's that, Wolverine. I think that it might be contagious, and he passed it on to Han, and then he like retroactively passed that through the movies. Ooh. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> so yeah, that was so, just my note. I noticed that was like, oh, this is the first time this is actually happening in the Fast and Furious franchise. Right. Because because listeners, if you haven't watched the Fast and the Furious franchise, please do. It is so entertaining. It's so worth it. Even. Even the the ones that are really terrible are, are worth it for the context that you get later on, and that's where Too Fast Too Furious has a lot more than Tokyo Drift. It's where we get the origin of Tej. It's where we get the origin of Roman. It's where we start. It's the first movie that, besides the first one, that actually starts assembling the family. No, because they ditch the family. Like they don't even have like it, no too, no Too Fast Too Furious begins. And it's just Paul Walker, period. And, like, yeah, he meets up it's with just Tyrese, Paul but it's Walker. not like he's, like, remaking it, no, the it, family it, or anything. It's just Paul Walker and Ludacris. Yeah, yeah, and okay, but they're not, they like... they bring in Roman, and then all of this folds back in in four. But the only thing that is connected to the family in any way in Tokyo Drift is Han. Yes, but, but but the fact that Han he's is better than Tyrese well, and Ludacris yeah, combined. You, you've already argued that. Okay, we've but already, just by the fact that he's better, that makes him his impact alone more important than the impact of both of these other characters. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like the difference between like two hand grenades and one atomic bomb. Yeah, Han's it's, the atomic bomb, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Han's the fucking franchise. So, uh, yeah, because that that's kind of so. This is what the what the impact debate has boiled down to is whether or not the number of family members that were incorporated into the overall series it overshadows the one character who was able to completely change the track of the series. I think it just goes to show that Tokyo Drift is so weak on its own that the only thing they wanted from it was Han, and in order to get it, they retconned the entire thing. I... I, I... I, I mean, I, I have to agree with you because, I mean, you are technically correct, but I disagree in the fact that it's not the only thing. I think, I, I honestly, like, seriously, I'm rewatching both of these movies. Like, I was, I, I was way more entertained with Tokyo Drift than Too Fast. Like, I could not get through Too Fast fast enough. Whereas Tokyo Drift, I was, like, enjoying it. Was, it. it was the opposite for me. Ugh. 
I, I was thoroughly enjoying it. I thought it was shot better. I was entertained that I was in it was in Tokyo and not fucking Miami. Fuck Miami. Fuck Florida. I hate any movie that's shot in Florida. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> we put you on notice, Florida. <laughs> um should we even talk about the soundtrack to either of these movies? I they're just, I, they're I, interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought... Maybe, like, the title songs, like... I thought... I thought Tokyo Drift Too was, Fast, I Too thought, Furious I versus... thought Tokyo Drift had a way better soundtrack. Like, like to the point that I was like, oh, this sounds good. Whereas Too Fast, I was just like, oh, this is bra music. You know, just bra. a bunch of bra music. See, I, don't, I don't care about the music in any of these movies enough to bother arguing with you. I'll, I'll concede to you the music. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. The impact one is even getting me at this point. I, don't, I can't really make a decision on the impact one. Impact? Oh, on the series? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a pretty tough call because I kind of want to say Tokyo Drift just because it's Han and because Vin Diesel wasn't in Too Fast, Too Furious. So I feel like that makes me... Yeah, and Vin less... Diesel doesn't even... Race in Tokyo Drift. Oh no, I'm not. He I'm, shows no, up. I'm, I'm, he has, I'm, I'm completely disregarding. I'm completely disregarding his cameo in Tokyo Drift. I am saying that Han alone, like because I, there was absolutely no Vin Diesel in Too Fast, Too Furious, and Han's impact, I felt overshadowed like any other side character that was contributed to the movie. As a result, I want to give it to Han just because it's like fucking Han, like. I loved Han. He's great. That's just my it, opinion. He's the best character, but him being the best character doesn't justify the fact that in order to get him, he's the only thing they want from that movie. In order to get him, they have to like rewrite the whole thing because everything else in that movie is is pointless. No, they don't rewrite it. They just retcon it. Well, they yeah, make but it they retcon it. But but they retcon it because Han dies, and that's what makes this movie so great. It's got this emotional point. Or you don't get any emotion out of Too Fast, Too okay. Furious. Yes, it is a great thing that Han dies and it's a big emotional moment. Then the movie goes on for 30 more minutes. <laughs> it should have ended, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another point that I have. Tokyo Drift, hour 43 minutes. Too Fast, Too Furious, two hours and 12 minutes. I will agree with that. <laughs> but, but Tokyo Drift feels longer. Oh, disagree. I don't. Oh. And I, I also. All right, let's get closing arguments. All right, I'll, yeah, we're I'll pushing like an hour, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get to closing arguments, Dennis. Um, my closing arguments, like, all right, I, I got I got just a few. Um, I'm just gonna be kind of repeating myself because I feel like I was pretty thorough on my argument. Um, I'm gonna start off by just mentioning that Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift was uh, Justin Lin. Justin Lin made this movie. Huge fan of Justin Lin. Um, just the the pinnacle action director of our era right now um it has han of course which is amazing it has han dying in it which is just fantastic because there's like story there it's an original story about a uh american piece of shit muscle car driver becoming a rally racer in in a different uh place that he is very juxtaposed in it's a it's a tourism movie. It shows really cool shots of Tokyo and Japan and the culture of that. And it has Sunny Chiba. And it has the element of like this mysterious um, cool Yakuza element. And, and I just find that much more fascinating. Um, also, it has Vin Diesel. It, I don't think you can 
claim that that tiny little appearance by Vin Diesel that uh, whatever. No, that's it's it's just a testament to say how bad both of these movies are. That that thirty seconds of Vin Diesel in Tokyo Drift makes it that much better of a movie. Okay, Colin, your closing arguments. It's more going to be about why I hate Tokyo Drift instead of trying to defend Too Fast, Too Furious because Too Fast, Too Furious is terrible. But Tokyo Drift, the car chases are less good because they're all CGI. They, you can't see as much as going on because so much of them are just in garages. It's, it's exhausting. And mostly it's about unlikable characters. Mostly this one main character who's completely despicable and the most punchable face in any movie ever. And the one shining thing in it is Han. And what infuriates me about it is that it could be a better movie. It's a, if it's a movie about Han versus Sonny Chiba instead of being a stupid, stupid story about high school kid versus just out of high school kid whose uncle is in the Yakuza. Alright, well those are closing arguments. And, uh, I don't know, I gotta say, in my uh, going in fresh on this and not really having an opinion either way, I really think I liked Tokyo Drift better. Yes! And I, I was expecting to lose this, I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is, is, for a lot of the reasons that Dennis talks about as far as, like, con number one, um, also the tourism thing of going to Japan, and I felt like the scenes that were depicted, like all of the Japanese scenes in the movie, as someone who grew up watching a lot of Japanese movies, I watched anime, I read manga, I was, you know, right. I was a straight up otaku. Like I was, I loved it. And I felt like even the gaijin. dialogue, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> if I ever went to Japan, I'd, yeah, I'd be a gaijin. But I loved and thought that they did the dialogue in a really Japanese way. And all of the scenes that were happening with, only Japanese people were done very well. They were culturally for the most part. Yeah, they were they were done well culturally in terms of like even the things that weren't said. Like is a lot of what Japanese movies do and a lot of dialogue is, you know, when he says instead of being like I'm really disappointed in you, you let me down, DK. He just says I really miss your father, mm -hmm. and that like brings tears to his eyes. And everything that is unsaid is what's said in that moment. And so, thing little things like that are what tips Tokyo Drift over to being a slightly shinier turd than Too Fast, Too Furious. Polished turd. <laughs> a slightly better polished turd. A slightly turd. better polished turd. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, so now that we've completed the battle to end all battles, uh, should we uh, do recommendations on this episode? Yeah, should we do, yeah, yeah, we could do some recommendations. I can recommend the fuck out of everything. <laughs> Uh, Colin, you got something? Um, I'm going to recommend Fences. I got the chance to see that recently, and it is fantastic. Um, really amazing performances throughout that movie from like everyone that's in it. So go see Fences. Right on. Um, I'm going to uh, actually recommend a book series uh, called The Gentleman Bastards. Uh, the first... Book is I fucking tell yeah. you. <laughs> Craig is flipping out right now. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was wish you guys. To... <laughs> <could see. laughs> 
what just happened as Dennis said that Craig just went into like a joy spasm well no because I was gonna say the exact same thing I was literally gonna say the lies of Locke Lamora read it yeah, so it's a really good series written by Scott Lynch. The first book in the series, Gentlemen Bastards, is called Lies of Luck Lamora. I can't recommend it enough if you're into... Uh, it's a fantasy. It's light fantasy, though, and it's about these awesome thieves. and Swashbuckle. No, that, they don't swashbuckle to book two. But they do. It's like eventually, it's great. You gotta, you gotta fucking read them. It's great. Sorry for stealing your <laughs> Well, that was also my recommendation. Um, so that's um, so... double recommended off of that. Well, yeah, uh, another book series, uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn trilogy is also fantastic. Um, yeah, we like we like our fantasy around here. Um, I would highly recommend that, and really anything that you see, if it has Brandon Sanderson's name on it, just pick it up and try it out, because he's a fantastic storyteller. Um, well, that will end our Versus episode. We don't really have anything to plug for next time because we don't have that next time yet. Yeah, we don't we don't really know. So join coming. us again next time, kiddos, and we will see you then. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That concludes this week's bonus episode of I Want You to Watch This. You can listen to all of our episodes on SoundCloud.com forward slash IWITWT, as well as most podcast listening apps like iTunes or Stitcher. Also, follow us on I, on Twitter, uh, the handle at WantYouToWatchThis with the letter U and the number 2. You can join in on some movie conversation talk on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash IWITWT. And finally, write us a review on iTunes. It helps expand our listener base and grow our tiny little podcast. Thank you so much.